What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network on YouTube or wherever you listen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he created three men to drive the Apollo mission to the moon. Made in Huntsville, Alabama, the Big Saturn V is the greatest vehicle made in the history of the world. And now, we will honor our country, its achievements, and all of its heroes, here in the church, the sports church, featuring Christian porn with music, entertainment, news, and sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's Friday, and when it's Friday, we know that it is absolutely game time. It's game time because many of us last night stayed up late and we're going to give it to you what happened last night. We have to give it to you that the NFL draft, and there's literally nothing else to talk about because the NFL draft gave me all the flavor that I needed in my ear. And what I saw was some dynamic opportunities for grown men to become multi-millionaires in one night. You go from an NIL deal to you're the guy for your organization. You're the guy for your team. It was a great night for me. I look forward to the second round. But for the recap, you've got me and we've got Gen Z on the other end giving us his take. Gen Z, sir, how are you today? Man, I'm good, Chris. And I was with you. I stayed up all last night, watched to the end of the first round. And uh, wow. I mean, there were some winners, there were some losers, there were, you know, expectations that we thought were going to happen, and it didn't happen. Only thing that I think was locked well, up was you know, that's, at number one. Well, that that's one of the things that I want to jump into right now. They did not happen, and and some of them did happen. And I want to make certain that, you know, we, we, we got to set this up right, because I don't want to just blow through this, you know, just like, a, I don't know, just like some wind going through a kite. I don't want to go through this 
so hot like a knife through butter. I want to make certain that we savor what we saw, that we just don't take it lightly, that we enjoy the presentation that was given to us. The first thing we have to do, because it's the thing for me that's always important, is setting the mood, setting the satisfaction, setting the table, if you will. And the NFL did not disappoint. I'm telling you, they had a buffet for all of those who love football last night. And it started with the location, man, just the scenery of where the event happened in Kansas City. Kansas City fans had the opportunity of a lifetime where they actually hosted the draft a few months after they just had a great parade for winning the Super Bowl. So they were hyped. They're on top of the world. They they are in the building. They were outside. And I was just, forget about the draft for a minute. Forget about the one, two, three, four, who's up, who's on deck. The whole atmosphere that the NFL put out there, man. Kelsey, I thought that was great. Uh, It it gave me this vibe. There was no snow, no rain. The the, the crowd was massive. It looked like it was like 60,000, like 30,000 people there. It was amazing. It was so crowded. I'm trying to figure out where the porta potties. To put it in perspective, half the city of the population of uh, Kansas City was there. Half of that city's population. Where where are they coming back? Did they get some numbers this morning? How many people were there? Uh, I'm not sure if they did or not. We have got to get some numbers, man. I mean, it was hype. To me, that was probably one of the hypest events outside of a Super Bowl, man. And they've grown that thing over the years. At first, it started out all kind of, you know, just a stage, family, boring. You had rowdy, rowdy fans, not in a theater setting like they normally do in New York. 60,000 fans. Is it 60,000? Yeah. Good job, Gen Z. 60,000 showed up. Ladies and gentlemen, that's quite amazing. There was not a football on nowhere. It was just people excited about the draft. And I'm sounding excited because round two is tonight. And I'm excited again. They got me again. I I mean, I had an opportunity to watch NBA basketball. Sorry, Hawks. Sorry, Boston. Boston advances. That's good. Thank you. And tonight, it's LeBron and versus the Kings. Now they can close it out. But I think I'm still going to be watching both at the same time. I Maybe, maybe not. But the second round goes by much faster than the first. I think it's half the time. 60,000 fans showed up last night. And I, I just didn't see Kansas City fans. I saw a lot of jerseys out there, Gen Z. I saw different teams, man. Different teams, their fans were there. But I think a majority of them were still Kansas City fans. I mean, we heard the, when we heard the announcement for the uh, Azuma kid, the, the defensive end that went to Kansas City last night, you could hear it. But I do want to, that was the only thing I didn't really like about the draft. They really didn't give that kid time to shine. I guess they didn't have much cameras where he was at. He wasn't in the green room. And uh, they really went straight to the bands. I wasn't a big fan of that. You're talking about the bands? That, oh, you know what was interesting about that? I did. I'm with you on that, man. It seemed that that was the kind of the corny part. I thought they would have went with a DJ, you know, with with, with a group of DJs and, and maybe battled out on stage. I mean, this was a big-time performance, a big-time event. I get it. You got it. And they had a band that looked like an old-school throwback band. And they did good. It's the fact that we didn't get to enjoy all the vibes that they were playing all night. Well, they didn't really, and they kind of just rushed the last pick. They literally did the pick, bam, we're going to the bands. 
You know what? I did notice that too. And there was no time for that the thirtieth, the thirty-first pick. I guess the Dolphins didn't pick. There was no time for them to shine. Uh, that guy, the guy picked. I was kind of disappointed in that. Other than that, I feel like the aesthetics and everything around the draft was set up correctly. But I was kind of disappointed in the NFL for jumping right to the bands and letting and and not letting that player have his moment. Hey, listen, I, all I, listen. I'm I'm still stuck. And those of you, we're gonna dive off into this draft. I promise you. I just wanted to make certain that we set the table, that we gave you an opportunity. If you did not see it, you can go on YouTube, and there's still a lot of content out there that you can see. And and the reason why it's important is that the NBA and the NFL are competing for your eyeballs and your ears. I actually did both. I actually had an opportunity to go out to eat, and I had an opportunity to listen on the radio, and then I had an opportunity to look at it on television. And ESPN – and ABC and NFL Network, they put on a performance that was bar none. The, the stage was huge. It was long. The colors. If you didn't watch the draft, I'm just I'm just painting this picture for you because I'm begging you, please, please, go back and look, even if it's five or ten minutes, of how they presented this thing. It was not an opportunity for just the players. But it was an opportunity for the fans. And then what I really liked also about the draft was they also gave you a picture of the cutaways to having the cameras inside the war rooms of all 32 teams. 31 last night, one team did not pick. The reality is, is that seeing the elation, seeing the hugs, the slaps on the back, looking at the pressure on the general uh, manager's faces, that's what this game is all about. It's not just the thing that you see on Sunday afternoon or Sunday night or maybe a Thursday night. There's a lot that goes into sports. And so many people, so many younger people specifically, they just see it as content. Or they see it as an opportunity to to bet, MGM bet. But I see it as an opportunity for everyone to see how many people are involved in picking one guy. I mean, if you look inside those war rooms, Gen Z, there may have been 12, 15 people in those war rooms. Every time they put a picture like the Cowboys or the Seattle Seahawks, they're showing all of the managers, GMs, team presidents, owners, all the guys, the worker bees who are doing their thing. I really like seeing that, man. It just really let me know that people really, really work hard behind the scenes to get the right guy so that these teams can better themselves. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I kind of, you know, there's a part of me that does miss the Radio City Music Hall uh, being the setting and the location for the draft, uh, but I do like it. They took it on the road, and they took it to Kansas City, and man, I don't think we could have had a better outcome in Kansas City. Super Bowl defending champions, I think that's a great way to go for it. You win the Super Bowl, hey, maybe you get the draft held there. It's good money for the city, good all around. I I would be opposed to that idea, Chris. Rather than just taking it on the road and just picking a random city every year, let the Super Bowl champs hold it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good incentive for the Super Bowl champs, except mm-hmm. for, yeah, I like that idea, man. Even if it's a cold-weather city this time of year, you can go indoors in Detroit, Indianapolis. You can do that indoors. Maybe tough in New York. But the weather's okay this time of the year. We're almost at May. It's almost May weekend. So weather around the country is pretty good. I mean, I agree with you. It needs to be an incentivized opportunity for sure. It's it's one of those things that I, I believe that was good for, for them. But, man, it was good for us as well, all you who live beyond and below, rather, the Mason-Dixie line. Let's be honest. This, this, is, this was an event 
that really showcase Southeastern Conference football, Southeastern Conference football, and Southeastern Conference football at its best. You, we're going to talk a little bit today uh, about what happened with the SEC teams. We're going to talk about what happened with the Big Ten teams as well. But without question, when we get an opportunity, we just want to get the rundown. Uh, this is where I want to hit this hour so you'll know what I'm talking about and you're not disappointed. We're going to talk. We're going to go in depth of the number one pick. We have to go in depth of the number one pick, what happened there. And then we're going to go in depth in terms of what's going on with Roll Tide, Roll Tide specifically. Because they, of course, we know took the one and the three. And how well Miko Ryans, how well he did in terms of being the head coach of the Texas team. And the Texas team did well. So we're going to hit that. And D'Amico Ryans played at Alabama. He was a star at Alabama, captain at Alabama, and also was rookie of the year to Texans himself. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. And, of course, all of you are sitting back going, okay, who was the guy with the hot girl? And because it, it, we got to set this up right. Uh, there was one guy, and it, it's a guy that we kind of like here on the sports church. And it's a guy who plays for Gen Z's Kentucky Wildcats uh, and his hot girlfriend. I think they had to end up getting uh, sleeping bags and stay the night because he didn't get drafted. Yeah, they're still in Kansas City. And, uh, I I feel bad for the kid. Levis, I mean, prototype quarterback. He could have maybe gone number one. He was rumored number one. And he falls out of the first round. Last guy to be in the green room. You always hear them always joking about it. Who's going to be the last guy in the green, or the, the green room? And it was Levis this year. And, I, man... I feel bad for the kid. I don't feel bad for him, man. He, he, he you know, and I'm going to tell you why. He's sitting in a position to change his life forever. And, you know, hey, like I said before, I think, you know, like I said, Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick. Well, and hey, life is good. Life is good for him. And we're going to talk about, we're going to hit him hard. And then we're going to make certain that we give the opportunities for us to, to talk about some dogs in the draft. I, I'm definitely going to talk about the Detroit Lions. I, I think they whiffed. Uh, on one of their picks, and I think that they also got better, but they could have gotten a little bit better as, as well, man. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a great, great day. Uh, I, I do also want to uh, illuminate uh, just a little bit because this is a setup portion. The one thing that I look for, and, and a lot of fans, maybe you all don't get it, maybe you all don't understand it, but the NFL is also the fashion show. Uh, the fashion show means that when you are getting drafted, it is an opportunity for you to put on your best. And I, and of course, I watch those things, and maybe you all don't get into it, but I know it's a conversation at the barbershop. And the barbershop always, we want to look at the drip. We want to see who has on what. And from the first pick down, I'm going to give a little commentary on that. Uh, I think it's important to know that you've got families in the building and you saw those Gen Z, a lot of tears. And I get into it like that, man. I'm excited because I love to see young men who go from nothing, grew up with nothing, and end up being millionaires in one day and work all their life. Those stories that come out of there where you have these kids whose moms have passed away, those that have had their grandparents passed away, those that really and truly need this money. They need the bag. 
And you can see these parties that they have are magnanimous. These big, huge house parties. And I've been there before. And, and I've been there before. I, I've sat there with friends who were getting drafted. And I've also been there before when I actually saw Gen Z. One of my buddies, two occasions, two guys. They did not get drafted in the first, second, third. And the girlfriend walked out. I was there when the girlfriend was the girl for like three years. And when her boyfriend didn't get drafted, Gen Z, I literally saw the girlfriend leave and get in the car of another guy and ride off. Man, you always hear about this, those stories like that. I remember when vividly, Christian Wood, you know, he's a center, I think, for the Rockets now. He was, uh, I don't think he went, he was drafted. He was, he went undrafted and he had a girlfriend of, I think, uh, closer to three years and uh, le- she left him uh, the night after the draft. And, uh, you know, of course he hit bag money. And as soon as he hit the bag money, you know, he's she an all-star now. She tried to come back. He said, nah, I'm good. I, I, I've been there, man. It is a hurt. I literally saw a guy just break down and cry. He's my buddy. I've, I've, I've played with him, and I've seen it. You know, and, and the girlfriend who we thought was loyal, loyal, loyal. Oh, baby, I love you. You know, I'm going to be with you. I was here with you when you didn't have nothing. And I'm going to be with you when you get that bag. And, man, soon as he didn't get drafted, she was boom, gone. That's just the way it is, man. That's why it's so critical for people to understand the stress and pressures that these guys play under. And they play hard. They practice hard for this one shining moment, the NFL draft. I'm here for it. We're here at the Sports Church, and we're going to break this thing down. When we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start off on Roll Tide Roll. We have to start Roll Tide Roll. Why? Because the state of Alabama is the king of football, and it is what it is. We start there, and we work our way out. Come on, man. Call up some of your people. Tell them to tune in right here, 103.9 FM in the Tennessee Valley. Tell them to go to iHeartRadio or umpsports.com. They can listen all over the world. I'm here for it. Come on back. We're going to go out, get us some commercials. We'll be back. Christian Horn, Sports Church Radio. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.